I V M. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Musafir Stories, India's very own travel podcast, where each week we share the journey of travelers in their own words and relive their experiences with you, our listeners. I am Faiza with my co-host Seth, and today we have with us Anusha from the blog, the Small Town Blogger. Anusha started off blogging to bring out her creativity, which she felt was not being utilized to the fullest. She started off this adventure in August 2015, and since then there has been no looking back. Through her blog, Anusha aims to spread her never-ending love for food, fashion, and travel. Her blog speaks about fashion, beauty, lifestyle, DIYs, and she does really good product reviews, which you guys have to go ahead and read. Anusha believes that her blog is a reflection of her personal lifestyle, and she has a penchant to share this with a broader audience. So, with that introduction, I'd like to welcome Anusha K, who likes to call herself the small town blogger. Anusha, welcome to the Musafir Stories. Thanks so much for being a part of our show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. Oh, believe us, the pleasure is all ours. Hi, Anusha. Hi, Sfeza. Hi. The introduction that I have given about you is very concise and small. Why don't you tell our listeners okay. a little about yourself and about the small town blogger? As well, surely. When, yeah. As well, we would love to know when the travel bug bit you. So please tell us more. Yeah. So hello, everyone. I'm Anusha. So um, I'm a Bangalore-based blogger. I write about fashion and lifestyle. And um, if I start about my background, I'm born and brought up in a small town called Durgapur in West Bengal. Yeah. So that's how I got the name, the small town blogger. So since I'm Bangalore-based, people keep asking me why the small town blogger because Bangalore is not small town. <laughs> so exactly. this is a brief, brief intro to that, the small town blogger. So if the fashion and lifestyle thing happened in 2015, okay. and it's been almost like two years now that I've been doing that and I'm loving every bit of it and yeah so when it comes to traveling uh, not specifically like exactly a time or something because when I was in college my dad would not let me go you know to trips and everything (laughs) so once once I started earning and working that's when I started traveling with my friends and that's how I realized that okay you know um, there's something about traveling that you know this 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 positive energy that you get once you're in a different place and a different ambience altogether so that's another motivation for me to travel absolutely yeah so anusha (laughs) we have a little tradition at the musafir stories that um, Mm -hmm. each week what we do is we speak to our um, fellow travelers travel guests and Mm -hmm. um, we request them to take us on a journey to a new place so with that in mind where are you taking our listeners today I will be taking you guys to Banaras because wow. that's my recent trip this awesome. 2016 and 17. Okay. So yeah, it will be the oldest city of India, Banaras. Awesome. Uh, and uh, any yeah. 
particular um, uh, significance of this? Uh, why why did you choose Banaras? Oh, well, that question actually arrived at my mom's mind, in my mom's mind as well. So she kept asking me why Banaras, because everyone thinks that Banaras is a very religious city. So you go there for prayers and everything. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's a beautiful city. And Banaras just struck in my mind because I've heard so much about Banaras, the history and everything. And I just wanted to see it and experience the entire place. Excellent. So uh, in yeah. terms of uh, the planning uh, for mm-hmm. Banaras, Anusha, uh, you mm-hmm. said you re- visited recently. So uh, just for yes. reference of our listeners, this is during the month of December. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of preparation and packing, yeah, anything specific December. that our listeners should keep in mind? So this time... Uh, when we traveled, we made sure we checked the temperature. So mm-hmm. the temperature, the day we checked it, it was around 23, similar to Bangalore weather. Okay. Unfortunately, the moment we reached, it dropped down to 10 degrees. Oh my and God. we were only <laughs> carrying light sweaters. So you know what we had to do? We had to just wear two, three sweaters on it and then just go to the cart and relax. Wow. So that was the... Always check the temperature. Always. <laughs> so that's one thing. And Anusha, what, which time around the year would you suggest our listeners to travel best? When did you travel? I travel during the winter. So I would say that winters would be the best because Banaras is all about the narrow lanes and everything. Rainy season would be a very bad idea. Mm-hmm. But in case if you still want to go, it's fine. But summer, it will be extremely hot so in case if you like being under the sun it's fine Mm -hmm. otherwise it would be a really uh, bad experience because you'll be at the ghat and uh, it's a it's a narrow area so there'll be a lot of uh, people walking on the road so you would prefer on a cool weather right right. and I'm sure uh, Banaras is also known to get a little touristy at times right um, oh, it's so, always 24-7. <laughs> exactly. So uh, yeah. when you were visiting, how was it? And um, did it get like too crowded at times or was it okay? See, Banaras, I think during Kumbh Mela, if you've yeah. heard in your, you know, school, we have, we've seen, our, we have read chapters on it and everything. So during Kumbh, it's like you can't, you won't be able to walk. But during winters as well, I mean, it's always crowded. I mean, they don't have a concept of signals okay <laughs> literally <laughs> so you just have to make space and keep walking even during winters when i was there um, so this narrow lanes there are like pretty narrow lanes everywhere so you have to cross those lanes and enter the cart mm-hmm. so it's a two-way lane you have bikes and cars bikes and cycles and cows and buffaloes also crossing <laughs> from the other side yeah. so yeah it's pretty crowded all the time i won't say that it's not crowded yeah <laughs> Okay, so so with that preparation and with that time frame in mind, what was your itinerary like? How many days did you plan your trip for? Uh, so we reached on the 38th and we came back to Bangalore on the 2nd. So approximately it would be four nights and three days. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Anusha, how did you guys travel, which is the closest airport or the station? How did you get there? So Banaras now is called as Varanasi, but I will stick to Banaras because it it has this history with Banaras. So Banaras has its airport few kilometers away from the city. So you can can take the Varanasi. 
embassy uh, international airport and then you would have to take a cab to go to the city all right so that's the thing we took a flight from bangalore because then we did not have time to travel by train a train is also another option okay okay mm-hmm. so in terms of uh, you said it was four days and three nights anusha mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so take us through that period um i you, you did briefly mention about the guards but uh, take us through your itinerary what else um, what, what can one expect in banaras and uh, how was your itinerary like and then maybe uh, anusha before you answer i'll, I'll just ask you about mm-hmm. the lodging as well just... so uh, we reached, we left from bangalore early in the morning but we due to all the fog in other cities the uh-huh. airport was pretty filled so we reached pretty late banaras okay uh, we reached in the evening so we took a cab and reached the city so you can't uh, take a cab inside like totally inside the old city the oldest the, the ghat side yeah so you would have to either walk down or take a rickshaw Okay. So walking down would be faster than taking a rickshaw, frankly speaking. <laughs> so we took our suitcases and thank God for the wheels. We dragged it oh entirely for around. I think from the uh, what do you say? The there's this place called uh, Gadoli Chowk. Okay. So from there, it took thirty minutes for us to reach the ghat. We were oh. staying on Lalita Ghat. Uh, a place called Puja Guest House. Okay. So you won't find a fancy. you know resorts or hotels there it's basically all guest houses or old houses turned into you know lodges Lots and everything yeah and anusha so that's just thing. one more question about uh, lodging and these accommodation did you mm-hmm. have to book i mean can you book them online or how yeah you can totally you can book it online otherwise also there are a lot of options you, if in case if you could not book it online you can go there also and look out for it people are pretty helpful there okay. they are very uh, down to earth and they are ready to help you so we booked it through booking.com and mm-hmm. uh, uh, we booked this puja guest house because one of our uh, relative already stayed in puja guest house mm-hmm. so uh, so we decided to stay there because we were fam- the person was familiar with the place so we were like okay yes. it was pretty safe because we were two girls traveling oh, wow. okay. so um, so we stayed there it was a tiny i mean like i told you tiny lane it's a tiny house like a matchbox room <laughs> so <laughs> the room was painted yeah so bananas is absolutely safe for even two girls traveling all by themselves yes yes i, But, I can tell that to my father i think he'll be happy <laughs> <laughs> yes sure. and the only problem is that the, there are so many tiny lanes that every lane and house looks the same oh. every time we would go, we would want to go to the ghar we would come out from a different area <laughs> you know so it's like that if oh, you wow. know your route then uh-huh. it's pretty Fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you have yeah. to live near the heart of where the all where all the action is, I guess you have to pick one of the smaller homestays or the lodges like this, right? Otherwise, yes. you can't yes. really live and feel the experience. No. Yeah. Exactly. There are a lot of uh, now. There are a lot of uh, places to stay right next to the ghat. So you have the ghat view and everything. Awesome. That's not a problem. Yeah, and it's would pretty reasonable. We stayed in a room. It costed us around eight hundred per day. Oh wow! Okay. okay, pretty reasonable. Yeah, the only thing expensive was the flight ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. Excellent. So, getting on, uh, tell us a little bit more about your um, day one, Anusha. What did you guys? So, do? day one, we uh, went freshen up. We left for the car. 
our entire intention was to just relax and not go like look how you number yourself you have to go there and that we did not do that we just wanted to go uh, and uh, relax and see whatever we get we if we get time we'll do it okay. so we went to the ghat the shashwai medha ghat yeah. and we hired a boat so all the ghats are right next to each other so we decided to hire a boat and um move around sail around and uh, look look around like uh, just like relax and everything so we went to manikarnika ghat and other ghat which were close by for around an hour or two and the yeah, other boat costed us around 500 rupees yeah. yeah that's good so how long was the entire tour in the boat Boat. The first day we took it for around thirty minutes, but uh, we extended it to forty-five, asking him stories about the mm-hmm. old city and everything. Oh, that's so, like a personal uh, guide, yeah, yeah guide. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So actually, every you can hire a boat and have. I mean, all the majis they call maji, mm-hmm. so they are all uh, they've lived there for long and they know most of the stories from their great grandfathers and parents and everything mm-hmm. so it's very interesting to meet them and talk to them and you know i mean might be mythological but it's interesting That's yeah funny. i might some might believe in it some might not but i mean storytelling is always yeah. good Thank yeah It just mm. takes you to a so different land all together. That's so yeah. true. And then you keep thinking, okay, all right, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. So there was this story about a temple there, which was half under under the ghat. So mm. only the dome of it would be visible, and okay. it's uh, it's about to fall, like you know, the temple. Uh-huh. So there was this king, um, who who was pretty. famous i'm not really sure about the name i'm really sorry about that but uh, so he went to his mother one day and he told her that uh, listen i'm now successful in life and uh, i i think i've done what i have to do i've finished my son's job whatever was related and the mother was really upset because she's the one who's you know taken care of the son and whatever he is is because of the mother so mother was like you know okay since you said that as a gift you should build me a temple on the ghat okay so he makes the temple and he comes back and he's like okay i'm done now and now uh, i think uh, you should be happy to know that i've made a temple on your name on the ghat and uh, so i think uh, my uh, uh, what do you say my pap and everything is cleared right so the mother was so he had that pride in him that made him do all that uh-huh. okay so the mother was like make sure that the temple does not fall because if it falls then your your job is not yet done and actually the temple fell wow <laughs> so it's half in the ghat and half outside uh-huh. so that's one of the stories one of the maji told us That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And in terms of language, Anusha, I know um, I'm assuming Hindi might get you around well. But if uh, yes. there's some, say, some tourists from outside, is there that uh, facility for them to hire guides? Yeah, uh, uh, outside, as in, are you talking about out of India, abroad? Yeah, or even people who cannot speak. Don't know Hindi. Hindi yeah. I think. 
Hindi would be the most known language there. I have not experienced English. Yes, to okay. some extent, broken English. Yes, but Hindi would be like a hundred percent yes to Banaras. Okay. Otherwise, there are international guides as well who have uh, studied languages and uh, yeah, so they are also there. They are also available. There are a lot of people who know French, German, Spanish, and everything. Awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So that was Dashashwamedha Ghat Dash and yeah. Manikarnika Ghat. You said right on mm-hmm. day one. Manikarnika Ghat is the burning ghat. Okay. So that's where the creation happens. Mm. So that's the so. So you spent what half a day? So it was pretty <clears throat> interesting, actually, to see. It was a cultural shock. Sorry. Now I was just asking you um, how, how long you spent at these two places. So we went there every day. So this cart is like um, so it's like a round. Mm-hmm. So you go from the Shashwamedha, go to Lalita, and then Manikarnika. There's Harishchandra Ghat and Manikarnika Ghat, which is like the two cremation grounds mm-hmm. of Banaras. So they both the the, the Ghat is open for seven. So the the cremation is going on twenty four seven. So we. We we I mean yes we had a cultural shock to see what was happening but yeah that's a cult I mean that's how they've done that for ages and ages together right. so we looked at it for like five minutes not more than that and then just sailed back to Dashashwamedha Ghat hmm. hmm. and anything else to see uh, what about food uh, I, I guess Faza <laughs> would have liked to ask that question but I'm asking you so food wise street food is like amazing we just could not stop but whatever we found on the road we just went hawking and everything oh. so the street food is the best and the most famous place there is the Kashi Chaat Pandar. Okay, Kashi Chaat So Pandar. we were told that there was a tomato chaat, tomato chaat, which was really good there. So uh-huh. we went to have it. Plus, all the chaats are actually very delicious. The tomato chaat is nothing but like tomato, onion, aloo, and some masalas. And it's like a brilliant mix of, <laughs> you know, masalas that they give. So that was good. And yes, so early morning you see this uh, hawker standing puri bhaji, samosa chaat and all that. So it was pretty good. We spent time actually outside, eating outside only. Mm-hmm. So food is absolutely not a problem. Everybody is no, covered no. for really tasty food. Yeah. In case if you want to go to a fancy place also, there's mm-hmm. this, uh, uh, you have to uh, go away from uh, the old city. Okay. You have to go to this place, Lanka Road, where you have all those fancy um diners so you might get that but Zomato works in Banaras so you can oh, check wow. that out <laughs> yeah awesome. so street food is one thing that Pfizer might have been interested in um, yes what about the other yogis and the sadhus because uh, all pictures of Banaras you see you see a lot of them did you exactly. run into any of them and any stories so I really wanted to see them because I've uh-huh. heard so much about them, read so much and uh, I was looking forward to seeing them but there were none. I think they most probably they were uh, in Himalayas because they only come to Banaras during the Kumbh Mela. Oh, okay. They don't, they're not usually there all the time. So they travel to Himalayas and then during the Melas they're in uh, uh, Banaras. Right. So we did find few sadhus and uh, 
you know everyone but apparently people would say that they're just fake sadhus who would want money and everything mm-hmm. so you know you're not really sure but i'm but i've heard that only during kumbh mela you see the group of sadhus coming into banaras mm-hmm. so that was one thing so there are like yogi uh, babas and there are like uh, other babas who sit near the ghat only and pray So yeah, I I missed out on that for sure. <laughs> no problem. Um, maybe next time you go there during the Kumbh Mela and um, you get yeah, to experience a whole March, new Banaras, right? March, yeah, March or April, I guess, is the Kumbh Mela. Yeah. And what about in terms of shopping, Anusha? <laughs> shopping, <laughs> Banaras is very famous for its Banarasi sari. I know. Okay. So I. We were so busy eating that <laughs> we forgot that okay, sari, but saris are saris are expensive. I mean, like five, seven thousand, and I am not a sari person, so I did not you know go ahead and buy. But if, maybe if my mom was there with me, she would surely would have bought Banaras sari. They're really vibrant and uh, pretty, beautiful colors, like. If you like those solid pink, reds, purple, and everything, uh-huh. you would look like Banarasi silk and everything. Right, right. So they are the best things. So are they there. close to the old city, or do you have to go a little far off? Is it close to Apparently, the Apparently, there's this uh, silk factory uh, oh, in Banaras okay. where you get like wholesale. Uh, in case if you want something for wholesale, like a lot of sarees and everything, right. you'll get a pretty good discount there. So you can look out for that uh, factory, silk factory in Banaras. Okay. Yeah. And what about the Banarasi pan? <laughs> oh yes! How did I miss out on that? Yes, we did have Banarasi pan, and it was delicious. Oh. And of course, so I was uh, taking pictures of the ban the pan guy who was making the pan for us, and he was so happy to see that. Okay, I was interested in the entire process, so he keep kept explaining that, madam, ये ना इस ये layer मीठा वाला layer डालते हैं, उसके बाद दस and he was very happy to see that you know people are uh, intrigued by the entire process of making a pan yeah and <laughs> so yeah, just for first nice. time and uh, just for first time listeners pan is actually beetle leaves with yeah. um, a mixture of a variety of things i don't even know what all goes into it <laughs> but yeah. yeah it's basically beetle leaf with um, a mixture of sweet and um, Seasoning, yeah. seasoning, and yeah. all of that, and a lot of people have it after meals mostly. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they eat it even otherwise. Um, yeah, so yeah after the meals. But we were so intrigued by the punch <laughs> shop that we did not understand when to have it, so we just had it before the dinner. <laughs> so, yeah, awesome. Fantastic. And um, besides the guards uh, and the boat ride, uh, how else? What, what are the other activities? What are some of the other activities? So. There's this famous Vishwanath Temple. Okay. So there are temples around where, in you, if you love going to temples, you can go to Hanuman, the famous Hanuman Temple there, mm-hmm. and uh, the Vishwanath Temple. These are the most two important temples of Banaras. And um, the sad part is, we live two doors. Uh, by the Vishwanath Temple, and we could not go because it was extremely crowded. Oh. So since five five to yeah five till six, there's this long line of people standing outside, and um, so we decided okay. Anyways, uh, we did the Hanuman Temple. So 
we decided to skip Vishwanath and come back later again yeah. sometime. Oh, is it because of some particular months that were going on? No, it some special was New Year. So oh. New Year's. So everyone were traveling. I mean, mostly people from Bengal and uh, South were traveling to Banaras. Right. So, so it was crowded. 31st, 1st was very crowded. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And then evenings you have this famous Banaras Aarti. Okay. Yes. It's beautiful. So, um, that starts six forty-five okay. and goes till seven thirty-seven forty-five. So that was the second day, actually. So we went to that fancy diner place called Roma outside the Ghat area in mm-hmm. Lanka Road. Okay. And on our way back, we went to another Ghat called Assi Ghat, which was towards uh, north. Okay. okay. So we hi- again hired a boat. Okay. So most of our Banaras trip was on the boat. <laughs> so we hired this boat for around three and a half, four hours. So it was a pretty good uh, deal. We got it for 1500 yeah. So we went around the entire ghat, slept on the boat, and, you know, we spoke to the Maji. He was a young guy, 13 years old, yeah. Mm-hmm. He would keep telling a story about the other tourists and everything. Mm-hmm. It was fun. And, you know, in the... In car, I mean, in when you're sailing in the boat, you just don't realize the time, and I just don't know how three hours went by. And uh, we decided to sit in the boat and uh, watch the aarti from the cart itself, okay. because it's usually crowded when you go on the level, the benches and everything. Right. So from the boat itself, we saw the aarti, and it's really. Beautiful. Yeah, so I please. mean, beautiful is an understatement. Right. So please describe yeah, how the art is. We would love to more, hear yeah, about it. Pictures do um, explain it to some There's extent. No but I, yeah, I'd love to hear it from you. So there will be like all the ghats have arti. So there was Dashashwamedha ghat and uh, Man Mandir or Lalita ghat. One of those ghat. Uh-huh. So. So it's there are a lot of people and there are a lot of foreigners who have come to watch the arti and all the boats are out there. Mm-hmm. So we parked our boat right next to the ghat to have a better view at the aarti. So there will be four pandits, priests, uh, who would be uh, uh, chanting the mantras and everything for some time. And then they uh, take the aarti of all around the ghat Mm -hmm. and uh, it it goes on for like 45 minutes so people there are a lot of people who dance to those mantras as well so it's it's really very it's positive I mean it gives out a lot of positive energy when you see it and I mean not that you understand Sanskrit if you understand Sanskrit maybe you know it's a different thing but the way they do the aarti, the way they speak, the way they sing. I mean, it gives out a positive energy. So it's so relaxing also. Like yes, opinion. very relaxing. Yeah. yeah. So it makes you feel really good. I know. <laughs> so I've seen <laughs> these pictures where every step is decorated with diyas and uh, there are these huge uh, aarti handles like thing. What people Yes, yes. They, is it like the that entire, every evening? Every yes, evening, every, the entire place is every, lit up? Yes, every evening. Wow. Every at around six thirty. You okay. should you should be there by six thirty, otherwise you would have to be right behind a lot of boats. Uh-uh. So okay. make sure you're there on time. So it starts by six thirty, Anusha, or how is it? People start coming in and parking their boats and otherwise you can sit on the benches also, but mm-hmm. usually it's very crowded on the top, on the base. So 
all tourists and travelers prefer uh, watching the aarti from the boat right that's the best view i think yeah and yeah. it's pretty i mean you're sitting in you know in the boat and watching the aarti rejuvenating <laughs> yeah awesome i have one more question anusha so to get uh-huh. to these boats you would just go at the ghat and you will find a yeah there the Uh, yeah there would be an approach yes okay yes okay so that's not a problem you would get boats all the time there so 24/7 you can find someone or the other there all right okay mm. awesome so i was just saying um this was end of day 2 that you saw the aarti right yes yes so the third day we woke up a bit late mm-hmm. it was the 31st of 31st of december yeah it was 31st of december we got up a little late we went out for breakfast had uh, the puri sabji the famous banaras wow. samosa chaat and everything <laughs> uh, went to the ghat and the lemon tea on the ghat is amazing mm. like capital letter amazing like you should do <laughs> but like so, uh, so any, we any just particular or the shop name or something that no no they are just, uh, just walk around and you just have to ask him so that's it uh-huh. all of them make it really good i mean i don't know how but looks like they're trained <laughs> to do it the same way all of them you know but it was really good so how much would like one cup cost 10 rupees. Oh wow, that's 10 rupees. Of awesomeness. Yeah. Outside would be 20 25, not more than 20 25. Oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah, uh, so that's the thing and uh, if you're a non-vegetarian on the cart, you might not find anything non-vegetarian. Yeah, so, yeah. uh if you go inside the gully, there might be some places who which serve non-veg and uh, alcohol, uh-huh. but usually alcohol is not allowed on the cart because it's a it's a religious right. place. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the thing. That's true. Okay, tell us more uh, what did you do on this Third day. So we went to Banaras Hindu University because we we were very interested to know what it is. it's the oldest university of a country. So we went around the campus and everything. We were just roaming around and seeing the city, and there was this other side of Banaras which is properly maintained, clean, and neat. And the best part about winters in North is. the vegetables i mean it might sound funny but they are so colorful i mean the green is like a bright green and the oranges are like a bright orange so yeah we just walked around the entire place and um, we went over to that uh, hanuman temple on the third day okay yeah so we came back and back to the ghats we were relaxing on the boat so yeah so that was the thing so we did not have a proper a uh, plan like we have to do this so that's one thing that um maybe if you're traveling i believe that you know if you go like a tourist uh you you don't find it as beautiful as you might find it as a traveler so that's one thing yeah that's deep actually because yeah. <laughs> a lot of uh, a lot of times we have a bunch of places like a checklist to check off yeah and so, so you're keep... just rushing from one place to the other exactly and, and then you don't understand Yeah, exactly. So just relax and just feel the place and feel like you're in Banaras. Be the local and understand the city. And it's always fun to hear stories from people in Banaras. So we did that. Awesome. So that was a day. And on the thirty-first night, uh, we didn't know what to do, where to go because <laughs> probably one of the guys, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> so then our guest house had a party on our uh, terrace, on the terrace. Stop. Uh-huh. So we decided to go there. They had a guzzle night kind of uh, evening. Nice. So we sat there. You can carry your own alcohol if you want. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cold that night. It was like six six degrees, eight yeah six degrees. Mm-hmm. And you, I couldn't see the person who was standing next to me. It is metaphorical, not literary, but yeah, <laughs> it was very foggy. And uh, so we spent a lot of time there. There were locals, a lot of locals who had come down to the guest house and they were partying. So after 12, it was literally DJ night and Jalebi by being played by the DJ. (laughs) (laughs) So it was a pretty different and an interesting new year that we had. That's so, yeah, and that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Anusha, just one question, a little off the beat at the moment. Uh, you earlier mentioned about the different stories that you got to hear from the people of Banaras. One story yeah. you did mention is about the temple that was halfway in the ghat. Yes, yeah, yes. What are the other stories that you heard and like you know the so story was... that like left an impression in your mind? So this was about Manikarnika Ghat. Okay, so uh-huh. people know that it's a cremation ground. So there's a story behind why it's a cremation ground. Okay. So there's this Maji who told me that there's Vishnu Bhagwan who comes every day, takes bath, and again leaves. Okay. And I, I had a question mark. How do you know that there's a there's Vishnu Bhagwan who's come who's come to the temple and he prays and then he leaves? I mean, is there like a, a mark or does he ring the bell? and no one is there how is it like a you know activity or some kind of activity so then I got to know that um, ages ago mm-hmm. um, Vishnu Bhagwan was praying on Manikarnika Ghat and um, while he was praying he would do all his uh, dutiful uh, prayers and chantings and everything and Shiv Bhagwan would sit and watch him uh, pray so while he was watching he lost his hearing apparently in the car Uh which he could not find and he got really angry so his uh, wife I wouldn't say Parvati so she she decided to calm him and tell him that you know she threw her hearing into the ghat and told him that uh, I think it's in the ghat Manikarnika ghat so you look for it and let me know oh. and uh, Shiv Bhagwan had this uh, uh, habit of uh, roaming from one place to another like a musafir okay <laughs> so, uh, so, he, so she wanted she didn't want him to leave again and go out so she, that was another trick for her to keep him at the ghat. So mm-hmm. uh, they say that when a body is cremated in Manikarnika ghat, uh-huh. it's like Shri Bhagwan is asking his disciple to go and look for the earring. So uh-huh. that's the story behind the cremation ground, uh-huh. which is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. That's and cool. yeah. yeah, so that's one, one of them. Wow. And yeah, so there are a lot of Bengalis in Banaras, so we were very interested to know. So there was this, my mom's friend also lives in Banaras, so we went to meet him. And so he told us that there was this time when Sati was very, um, uh, people believed in Sati. Sati, yeah. So after, uh, after something like this would happen and Vidwas and all the, 
ladies uh-huh. they would travel to banaras so banaras you in banaras you will find a lot of these ashrams okay. where uh, there single ladies or unmarried ladies or widows who live there so it's been happening since maybe 100 years maybe mm-hmm. more than that so that's how people from different places have come to banaras because they say that when you come to banaras you feel peaceful and it's like a god's place that's so that's how there are a lot of bengalis there are a lot of south indians in banaras and it's surprising like you know i i mean i didn't know that i would be able to find any south indians in banaras but there are a lot of them mm. and it's interesting to know how history is connected to every and each thing so yeah that was one of them excellent so yeah. as we inch closer towards the mm-hmm. last day any any other experiences or any other places that you might want to share anusha okay so the last day we decided to just walk from ghat to ghat and uh, you know uh, the best part about the walls of banaras are the graffiti and the artwork mm-hmm. you will be okay. amazed by the art and everything there on the wall that i couldn't stop but take pictures of them of course but that's the one of the beautiful paintings that i've ever seen and uh, another thing is that um we kept walking and people would ask us uh do you want or do you want to be high and everything so that's one part of banaras which is <laughs> which is avoided yeah. yeah so it's kept so you know if you want to get you know be careful yeah. that way so you might just find some people like that on the carts so that's one thing yeah Yeah. Oh, and another thing, yeah. the important thing, <laughs> if you have to head back to the airport, uh-huh. please leave three hours before, okay? Because you yeah. don't, you just don't know when you might just get your cab because yeah. there's so much of traffic and people walk on the road, literally on the road, okay? <laughs> Since I told you there are no signals in Banaras, so yeah, walk on the road. So we were about to miss our flight, and oh we were three hours, yeah, three hours before the. departure and we were about to miss but thankfully the flight got delayed and we could reach the airport oh. so yeah be careful about the time duration and everything <laughs> yeah, so no, i remember you suggested that uh, you have to walk from a particular point to yes, your guest house yes, so you have yes. to walk back from your guest yes. house to that point to get a cab exactly same oh yes my God. so, so I- ola does work there so ola is one thing oh, but other okay. rickshaws and all also go to the airport okay So I think even you shouldn't shop a lot because you would have like heavy bags to take them. Back. Yes, yeah, I know. <laughs> But it's a very uh, casual place, so you can wear whatever you want. Oh, okay. I mean, to people do look back at you because it's a very down to earth and very. Ta- it's a small. I won't say town because. it's actually a city but yeah. you know the old city part uh-huh. is like a very small village with small houses and everything right, right. so yeah that way clothes wise i think a casual wear would do but not very fancy clothes like what would you you would wear in goa or something like that right, right. <laughs> yeah. makes sense yeah you just have to keep in mind that you start at least 3 hours early right as long yes, as you do that you're fine <laughs> yes you're fine because 25 km for them is like for me from my place to bangalore airport would be like 45 km and it would take me around 1 hour yeah yeah so from the varanasi airport to banaras city was 25 km and it took me 2 hours <laughs> so you know the travel now you can calculate the traffic and everything so that's how it is mm. 
<laughs> awesome. So Anusha, yeah. as I was saying earlier, it seems to be it seems to me that it's been a really relaxing and as well as an enriching trip to you and uh, totally. Uh, what better that uh, having this on the New Year's Eve and into the New Year? So yes, um, hopefully your rest of the year also is hoping yes. These lines. So yeah. if I had to ask you one memorable moment from this whole journey, um, whole trip to Banaras, what would it be, Anusha? Uh, my best part of Banaras was sailing in the cart on the boat. That was the best. I mean, you're just under the sky. There's no uh, traffic. There's no people. There are no. There's no one around you, and you can just relax. And there are a lot of things that you look at the place around you, and you just keep thinking and make stories in your head. And that was the best part of my Banaras trip, and I really missed that in Bangalore. I wish we had something like that, but I think every city has its own charm, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, that's the thing. Awesome, <clears throat> Anusha. Before we wind this up, any new projects that are you working on uh, that you'd like to share, or any future travel that's coming up that you'd like to share? I know you're just back from a trip. Yeah, we we are planning planning a. A Himachal trek so I'm still in the initial stage so let's see I have to figure out mm. when we can do that and how we could work things out but yeah Himachal is the next for sure awesome awesome, awesome. so Anusha thank you so much for taking us on this enticing journey <laughs> thank through you the Anusha thank you so much yeah and, uh, <laughs> all the beautiful boat rides as well as the arti yes. and the beautiful guards thank you so much for that Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Anusha. That was yet another great episode of the Musafir Stories. If you guys like the show, please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Pocket Radio, or any other podcasting app that's available on iOS or Android. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We go by the handle the Musafir Stories. Or if it suits you, you could email us at themusafirstories at gmail.com and visit our website www.themusafirstories.com for more information. All of these links will be made available in the show notes section of the podcast. So here's to more traveling, sharing and inspiring. Stay tuned for our next episode. Until then, happy travels and goodbye. Goodbye.